Welcome back to the show. There's no telling where we'll go. So come and share a laugh on the Imp and Skiz podcast. All right, Skiz, so I'm going to start this one off by reading a little something I wrote down here. Actually, a little something I pulled off the internet uh, regarding music, because that's what we're going to be talking about today. So it says, music is recognized for its unique power over individuals' physical, mental, and emotional health. Several research studies have revealed that music is an excellent way to unite people and create a sense of connect, social connectedness. Music can also help regulate oxytocin, serotonin, cortisol, and dopamine. And that's all done through powerful quotes. And that's what we wanted to talk about today. Quotes, lyrics, uh, quotes from songs, things like that, and how it connects to us emotionally and all the different things that it can, all the journeys that, that a song can take us on. I like it. Okay, that's interesting. So that quote started, that passage you were just reading started off talking about sort of the power of music, which mm -hmm. have we done, have we done a podcast on music? No, we did movies. We did we one, did movies, yeah, where yeah. we just like talked about our favorite scenes from movies and stuff. Right, and so to me, so we're talking lyrics today, which is good because lyrics, to me, lyrics is very, it's very poetry centric, right? That's what, that's what yeah, lyrics are. Yeah, it's like, yeah, when it comes to like songs and lyrics, it's it's poetry to and that relates with melody, right? Correct. Yeah, to, to rhythm and melody, yeah. and that's and so uh, music to me that I think that passage was great, but that to me until the end when they talked about the the quotes or whatever, I couldn't agree more. It was it was beautiful. It's like that's what music is. I want to do a podcast on music now. Like we got to put this on the list because all those different emotions you can experience without any words. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's, there's plenty of, there's, there's plenty of music out there. You can really take people on a journey and a sense of connectedness with no words at all. And that's, what's interesting to me is that, I mean, look at the nature of dancing. It's everybody moving at the same cadence, except for the people that have no rhythm and just, <laughs> and, and kind of, you know, feeling the music yeah. and, and it moving them. I mean, you look at something like a mosh pit, it's, it's kind of like, it seems like madness and it is, but it's also an agreement that it's everybody made. It's a, yeah, it's, yeah. So that's different. That's music. We're talking lyrics today. And yeah. I, I like that. That yeah. was a beautiful way to get into it because the end of it also talks about like the, the quotes that unite us as, as well. Yeah. I right? think as we talk through the lyrics is a reason why we pull the lyrics that we do, like that certain lyrics stick with us. And, yeah. and you know, as I kind of like started to think about different songs that uh, really resonated with me personally, it was because they would make me feel something. Yeah. And, and that's what, yeah, music in general does, but like the power of the, the poetry words, of the, the words, words themselves. Yeah. And you know what? And I don't think that that's necessarily true for everybody. So I, in, um, let's see, I love lyrics a lot and I, and I, I like to memorize them. I like to sing along with it. I, I like poetry. I like really good, good lines. And I remember I was pointing out like the cleverness in a couple lines of some song years ago to my brother or something. And he was like, I, how, how do you have this memorized? I'm like, how do you not? This is a huge song. This is a really good, like the, it's poetry. And he goes, I never, ever listen to the words. And I've yeah. heard many people say that. And that's, and that's fine. It's yeah, like, I'm yeah. kind of one of those people. Yeah. It, it, it takes something special for me to actually pay attention to the words. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, like for the most part, because I, as a, as a kid, I used to write a lot of poetry. I was really into that. I loved I just, I just loved it. I just loved writing poetry. I liked the feel of it. I remember as a kid um, getting introduced to Edgar Allan Poe and reading The Raven over and over and over and being like, dude, I don't think people realize, and also being a drummer, reading The Raven, there's, it's 
if you if you read that correctly, you can feel the rhythm in it. You can feel like you're sitting at a drum set, just putting yeah. laying down a groove. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's it's like it's that well done. So you transfer that, or you translate that ra- rather to actual music lyrics, and now it's a whole new ball game because there actually is a groove. There actually is music going on. So it's it's very special. All right, let's get in. Let's get in. All right. You want to start or you want me to start? Uh, yeah, you start. I think I think uh, because of so how ta- you and I relate differently to music as far as lyrics are concerned, uh, you're probably going to be uh, have a lot more examples of this. I mean, I don't know about that. Uh, just just because might as well just go ahead and admit this. You know, I'm actually really bad at, at lyrics because even my favorite band, <laughs> Dave Matthews. Bro, that's band, normal. That's normal. <laughs> No, I, so you know how you know how people can can hear things differently. Yeah. Uh, I had it in in my mind uh, that Dave was saying each dream can be man made. Yeah, for tomorrow will die or whatever. And and uh, and forever, I thought, man, that is like the the best lyric. Each dream can be man made. How inspiring! How inspiring is that? That if you have a dream, you also have the power to make your dream come true yeah. as a man. And and uh, <laughs> wow, wow, it's just so such, powerful, such great words. So Every time I listen to it, I was super inspired to follow my dreams and make them happen. And then, and then I come to find out he was actually saying, "Eat, drink, and be merry." <laughs> like, well, <laughs> that's, which and is to amazing. this day, I'm going to argue this. My way was better. My lyrics are better. Okay, yeah, but it was much more inspirational. Okay. Than just hey, you guys, eat, drink, be merry, whatever. Uh, do what you want to do. You know what context clues are, right? <laughs> so he's saying, eat, drink, and be merry, because tomorrow it's. I mean, you could die. It's tomorrow, yeah. Okay. Enjoy but the moment. You thought he was saying each dream can be man made because you're dead tomorrow. So you know, like, like that's what you make do. your <laughs> dreams come true before you die. Okay, fair enough. That's you know, yeah. <laughs> so I've done this. So there's another one, uh, I, you know, is, excuse me you while I kiss the sky. Yeah, and it, it was Prince, right? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and, and everybody thought that it was, excuse me while I kiss this guy, right? Yeah. Like, which, which sounds ridiculous, but not really. You know yeah. what I mean? Is it that ridiculous to just love your neighbor? You know what I mean? And like, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm, I'm saying like wrap my arm. Like I, I've, I'm just gonna, I've hugged you so much after not seeing you for a while and you hate the hugs and then yeah. I'll give you a kiss on your cheek. You'll stop it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that's what that energy was in regards to, I didn't think that that's what the lyrics was, but when other people did, it made sense to me why they might yeah. think that. For the know? longest time, I couldn't understand why Elton John was singing about Tony Danza. <laughs> Hold me closer, now, Tony Danza. Danza. That's Phoebe, <laughs> dude. That's Phoebe from Friends. All right. Um, I'm going to get started here. So let's see. Uh, there's a couple different. Let's see. I'm going to start with this one. This is kind of a nice light one. There's a couple I sort of want to save. Um, this one is so... The, the, the energy from this, I just enjoy it because it just takes you on this journey of overwhelming apathy. And so this is from John Popper and, and Blues Travelers, right? And okay. This is from the song, but anyway. And here's the lyrics. It says, I'm quitting cigarette smoking. It's bad for me. But anyway, I don't think the TV was joking when it told me this. But anyway, like he keeps finishing it. But anyway, right? Because he's like, well, anyway, it's like, mm-hmm. who cares? Moving yeah. on. Uh, I, I don't think the TV was joking when it told me this. But anyway. The newsman said not to sit on strange toilet seats. It's my life he's trying to save. But anyway, I just found out I have eye cancer. Too many television waves. And so I'm just like, well, he brought you on this journey of I'm trying to care. I'm trying to care. And then even in my effort to try to care, that burned me. So why? 
who cares? Like that, like he's just had this like such lackadaisical approach to what it is to live. It's not a negative, it's not a negative thing to me. I think it's literally his way of being like, just, it's, it's all right. He has another song that's very similar called a hundred years. And it's, it's quite literally like it won't mean a thing in a hundred years. So Mm. just, just stop, just stop, just stop stressing, man. Like that's the vibe I get from it. Right. And so the lyrics one, that's why one of my favorite lyrics, how he goes on this whole journey of, you know, I'm trying to quit cigarette smoking. TV told me it's bad. TV said, don't do this. TV said, don't do this. And then TV gave me eye cancer. You know what I mean? So you just can't win. So why am I trying so hard? Yeah, that's that's really good. good. Yeah. That's really good. Um, I got one. So I try, you know what I tried to do when I, when I, I wrote down a couple lyrics that, uh, that stuck with me, I tried to actually stay away from like the obvious ones, like my favorite bands. For, mm. I don't know why. That's good. Uh, but that's like good. Dave Matthews and Tool, like there's so many good examples that we could pull because they're both. I mean, Tool will Tool will get your head spinning oh, if you really yes. if you really dig into oh, yeah. a lot of the. Lyrics. I left them alone. I only have one example. Really, I have one example. So but I, I I kind of I kind of assumed that you were going to come so loaded nope. with Tool and Dave no. Matthews lyrics that I would let you have that. I didn't and touch now, Dave at all, and I left Tool alone except for one song. Okay, because I was like, I'm going to turn this into a Tool podcast if I do that. That's and I, true. Yeah, so yeah. I stayed away from it because there's a lot of different it goes music. Seriously and deep, and that will that yeah. will get people's heads spinning. So I, I kind of took a more. Uh, well, you'll see. Uh, bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. It's my life. I tried to keep it like more simple and just fun. Uh, so the lyric is, it's my life and it's now or never because I ain't going to live forever. I just want to live while I'm alive. It's my life. Mm-hmm. And the reason I picked this is because uh, it's something that came up when you and I were recording one day. And and I think it was our our Skyblock experience, and oh. you were kind of like messing around and and uh, and we were playing like hardcore or something. So I was like really like Skiz, what are you doing? You're you're gonna die, and 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 you're like, uh, what did you say? You actually said something pretty powerful. I said, said I said I'm living. I'm living. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. It, and I said living is more than just staying alive. That's avoiding death. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why uh, that's what this you know Bon Jovi's. No, uh, I said hold on. I want to get it right. I said, okay. I said, living is more than avoiding death. That's just staying alive. Yeah. That's what I said. And I was, that's what I mean. My point was like, living's much more than just not dying. Yeah. That's just staying alive. That's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah. And I think I had the same energy here is, is what Bon Jovi was saying, you know, because I, it, I'm going to, I ain't going to live forever. Right. It's my life. I'm, it's now or never. So live in the moment. Right. Because you never know when it's going to be over. Yeah. And so live your life to the fullest is basically what I got out of that. And so like every time I hear that, I'm like, it's kind of cool because like all these like little catchy tunes, like you just, it's my life. You just like singing. It's fun. It's party music or whatever. And then you sit down and you're like, wait a minute. Oh, that's actually pretty deep. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't expect that from Bon John Vovi. John Bon Bobby. I love <laughs> Bon John Bobby. <laughs> All right, that's I'm struggling with words today, man. <laughs> Why did we choose today to pick three podcasts to record? I'm going to be an uh, idiot. In all I, of them. I feel super. Um, all right, so now I started with kind of a not goofy, but uh, a good a good one, like a good light, uh, heartfelt one. I want to move on to uh, let's see which one. Do I, okay, uh, let's go a little not dark, but this is one I've talked about this one before on, I think a stream. And the story I had told, this is going to be a fun little journey. I'm going to take you on for a second here. Okay. So Dexter Holland, who's the singer of the offspring is I, I, I offspring is one of my favorite bands of all time. Right. They, I mean, it's obviously very nostalgic. It goes back to high school and I just, it's a great, great band. And when I saw them live, 
uh, for the first time just a handful of years ago. I'm like, they still got it. Like, they're just so good. I love this band. And I really, really like Dexter Holland. I just think he's just got one of the coolest vibes you can have, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a song uh, called Gone Away, and it's a very heavy one, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and so you just kind of sing it, and you just kind of feel it, you know, and it feels like, you know, heaven is so far away, and you're just kind of... And then one day I'm like, I'm never really, I'm going to pay attention to the lyrics this time. I want to learn this. So I, I read, I, I read the lyrics and I'm going to go through them in a second here, but I read the lyrics and I remember thinking, Whoa, what, who's he talking about? So I did some research and it was very cryptic. It was very cryptic, um, in regards to who he was talking about, but, uh, but it was sort of like a speculation thing that he was talking about an ex-girlfriend who died in a car wreck. Okay. And the song is very, very touching. Now I'm going to get through the whole thing here i'm going to actually read the lyrics because there's more to this journey that actually continues last night when i was doing more even more research because oh, wow. the research i'm talking about i just thought was like years ago i did this okay and last night i found something that's going to rock your world so it's really 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 it's four lines and it's almost no words but i'm going to tell you why i like it he says i reach to the sky and call out your name and if i could trade i would that's all it is. Now, why do I like that so much? Because the simplicity of it is, it's like so few words. Um, it is so not, not, it's, it's so strong. It's structured so strong. There's no, there's like no fluidity in it, but it's like intentional. He doesn't come up with some clever way to say that he would take the place of them. He just says, I would, I don't need to, I don't need to make this pretty. I just want you to know if I could trade, I would. You know, but the way he says the I would in the song itself, I wish we could play the clips right now without getting dinged, but it's so beautiful. It's so, so good, right? Well, when I was making notes last night for this podcast in regards to what songs I want to talk about, I thought, you know, I, I've told the story on stream before in regards to that it's about like a past girlfriend based on some research I've done. And there's a lot of like posts out there and a lot of speculation, but I was like, it's always wrong. I hate being wrong about stuff like this, especially in a public forum. So I'm going to dig even deeper. So I dug even deeper and it turns out that that is not true. This, it is still something to where anytime he's been asked about this, he won't talk about it, but he was in an interview and they were just like, so the song gone away. And, and there, this is an actual interview with Dexter Holland. Now this also could be fake because it was just his voice and maybe somebody could sounds like him and they faked this video, but I, yeah, really I it was like, yeah, it's like before or after that. Well, that's, that's sort of the problem is that <laughs> now the entire world's so full of crap that I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> but I was like, this really, this is, this is, that's Dexter Holland's voice. And he finally, and it's either him or it's somebody who sounds exactly like him and is an incredible actor because mm. he is just like this, this interviewer is kind of pounding him. Like, let's like, what is the song about? This is it about a girlfriend who died in a car wreck. And he goes, no. And he's like, he's like, do you have a girlfriend who died in a car wreck? He said, no. And he goes, that's not, it's not that it's, that song is not about anything like that. It's completely, it's a song, man. And he goes, but was it inspired by something? Like the interviewer's like, like you, he goes, we don't do songs like that. Like Offspring's like, we don't, you know, we never did songs like that, but we wanted one that's a little slower, a little, you know, like a little darker. He goes, I, it was inspired by something. It was nothing as tragic, tragic as a car. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm just going to tell the story. That's how, that's how, and so on this note, you could tell, you know, the interview was like, no way I'm getting the story. And it really came down to uh, him and his wife were at like a, a mall or a store or something. And somebody ran in saying, save us. We're being chased by a guy with a gun. And next thing they know, this guy came up and just started shooting up the joint. But nobody got hurt. Like they literally just fired, uh, like like shattered all the glass and, and just went off. It was like, they, he said it was like a gang. It was like a, a gang thing. 
They came in and lit the place up and Dexter jumped on his wife, just expecting I'm about to get shot any second. He never did. And nobody was. He said, I think that they were just jerks who were trying to scare us, the, the light, the daylights out of us. And he said, but it, in that moment, I just, I was like, I know, I know what I'm going to write about. So he made up the whole song in regards to, can you imagine where I'd be ahead? I lost her. Mm. So it was, it was the whole thing was about like he put himself there and i think we've all done that i think we've imagined horrible things to happen to our loved ones that never happened but we just we 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 encapsulate what that energy would be so deeply that you feel it you know and i think that's what that song i think the song was born out of that energy so when he talks about that line it's like he doesn't have to go through that to offer that i would trade places i just know i would you know so i thought i liked it wow yeah that's that's pretty crazy it's almost like Sometimes you you ignorance is bliss. You almost would rather not know that yeah. it wasn't like the yeah. full thing. But I mean, I guess it's better. It's, it's better. It's better. Yeah. It, exactly. Right. I was like, wow. I I told a lot of people on stream what this was, and I feel foolish now because I'm spreading false information. That's what I was. That's what I did. Unfortunately, uh-huh. it was based on the fact that millions of people were also under that impression. I was reading the same things they were, and I was just wrong. And I had to fuck. I had to dig up this this like interview that was you know what i mean yeah. i was like geez you gotta be kidding me that's... yeah all right you go uh okay i wish i came more prepared um <laughs> stop saying that well i i i'm gonna actually i just like wrote down like hey i remember this song had some good stuff and now i'm gonna look it up on the spot but um <laughs> eminem one of i've got one too one man. of our favorites oh i got one too uh, and i didn't pick a deep one so i'll, I'll give you I'm, I'm sure it's not the same one um but lose yourself yeah is that's that not mine. Okay, no, good. No. Um, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep the keep the lyric short here. But uh, when he says, "You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime." Yeah. Um, that I I think about that all the time. You like anytime uh, something's coming up and it's I'm getting like maybe anxiety about it or whatever, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe I won't do it. Maybe I'll skip it. This opportunity or whatever, because it's just gonna be too hard. It's gonna be too much work. Um, I've got too much anxiety about it and, and, uh, but it's an opportunity for something, you know, if I just show up, if I show up, if I put it in the work, if I do the thing or whatever. And, and then I think of that, I think of that lyric by Eminem, it like comes to my mind all the time. And it's just like, you know what, this could be a once in a lifetime thing. This could be life changing. This is something that, yeah, it might be a little uncomfortable, might be a lot of work, might have to put in some blood, sweat and tears to, to make it happen, but I may never get this chance again. I'm not going to let it pass me by. Yeah. And, and like, it's funny. Cause like, that's the power of songs, right? Like you can, you have these moments where you, you start to doubt whether or not you can do something. And there's always like something that you can turn to in, in the music realm to like, you put on the radio or you put on the, the you know, put it on. And all of a sudden it's like, I can do this like that song. And, and, and it may be beyond music too. Like some people have said that about some of our podcast. Albums, yeah. Which is crazy. But yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I turn to is like I pull these little like weird like s- stitches of, of different songs to like get me through situations that I normally wouldn't otherwise get through. And that's one of the lyrics that, yeah. that comes to mind. I like it a, a whole lot. I do. And I'm glad you did Eminem because I was looking into Lose Yourself. I'm like, I'm going to leave that one alone. And I think it's just because I don't know why I just I sing it so much in my life and I really, really like it. But I'm, the thing is with Eminem, um, his ability to execute double entendres and sometimes triple entendres. And there's, there, there's a TikTok out there that just does the most fantastic job at um, um, unpacking at one time he did a quadruple entendre, which is, I'm just going to say it in the human mind. I didn't know it was possible. Right. So a double entendre being 
you're, you're saying one thing that's, oh, it's, it's overtly obvious what you're saying, but there's also a covert, mm-hmm. uh, a covertness meaning to it to where it's like, dude, this could also, if you switch this up a little bit, this is like rage against a machine. I don't have any rage on here, but Zach De La Rocha does that a lot too. And he talks about load the clip and fire at the prime time. He's, ta- he's talking about the media loading the clip and firing at prime time, but he's also talking about the violent act of loading a clip and firing. Like yeah. he's, that's it's a, kind of like a like read between the lines type of thing, right? It's where, a read where, between the lines, but it's also quite deliberately, it's a double meaning, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just implying something. It's, it's, you could take a, you go left or right, dude, pick one because they're, they're saying both, you yeah. know, it's one of those things. So, um, so Eminem's very good at that. Right. So, um, I, I kind of want, it's going to bring me into another band, another song that does a beautiful double entendre that I just, I just like it so much. And it's a playful one. It's a fun one. It's bare naked ladies. And it's, it's like a, such a fun little okay. line. Okay. So he says, um, uh, somebody once asked if I could spare some change for gas. And then he becomes that person who's asking for the change for gas. Someone uh, once asked, could I spare some change for gas? I need to get myself away from this place. I said, yep, what a concept. I could use a little fuel myself and we could all use a little change. Like it's a good moment, right? Yeah. Well, let's, 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 let's dissect that. I could use a little fuel myself, right? The guy's asking for change for gas. And he says, you know what? I could use a little fuel myself as in, I, I need like, I need motivation to keep going. I need, I need, I need motivation. I need, mm-hmm. I could use a little fuel myself. You know what? We could all use a little change. As in, not just the money. Yeah. I can, I'm going to switch things up. Different, different I need version of different. the word change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's your double entendre. So that I remember as a kid when that came out, I was just like, dude, that's a really, really clever stanza, <laughs> and I and I dug it. And then later, when I get into another one later, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back to Eminem and do the one that I did because it's a different. It's a different world of a double entendre. Uh, but but that's but that okay. So that's bare naked ladies. So what I do? Jump off James thing. Okay, now you you go. <laughs> if you want, I can go again if you if you want to think. Yeah, so um whenever I think about like poetry and song, I think one of the most beautiful like poetry songs there is is what a, a beautiful or a wonderful what's a beautiful world? What a what a wonderful world by Louis Armstrong. Mm. Yeah, what a wonderful world, wow, right? Yeah. Um and and the whole thing, every single verse uh is just it's 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 poetry. I mean, like songs are songs, but like when you listen to this song and you you dig into the words, it, you can tell it is like it is poetry to melody and yeah. rhythm, like you said. Um, but the one the one I'll just pull one of the the verses out. Um, I hear babies cry. I watch them grow. They'll learn much more than I'll ever know. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Wow. That is so good. That's very. That is like huge. that gives me chills. I hear babies cry. I watch them grow. They'll learn more, much more than I'll ever know. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. So that's, to me, that's like, you always want the next generation to be better and smarter yes. and do better than that. And that's what he's saying is like, he's he's looking at these babies that are right now just crying, you know, because they're babies. And realizing what they're going to experience in their life is way more than he ever could. Yeah. Right. And that's us right now with our kids and our kids are kids are going to have the same experience. And it's just crazy, but like such a beautiful song. Yeah. Well, I, especially cause he says, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world he's like, he's broadcasting. This baby is going to, is going to know more than I ever could even dream of. And that makes me so what we did it, the human race. Well done. Like that's what he's saying. Like we did it. We set up a, we set up a, a culture and a process to where those who are coming after us 
are going to know more than we could ever dream. What a wonderful world. Like yeah. that's like, uh, that could be argued that whatever we could, that who cares? I'm not going to do it. I'm going to enjoy your moment here. Cause I <laughs> really, really, really like it. Would Louis Armstrong still write those lyrics <laughs> He might today. not write those lyrics today. No, come on now. Uh, oh my God. I think we, to myself, it is what the look. hell is going on? That's what it would be today. <laughs> No. All right. That was good. I oh, like that man. one, dude. I like that you went way back to Louis Armstrong. Yeah, I, I tried. As I was thinking about stuff, I was, you know, at first I thought, because, like, I've been doing a lot of 90s music listening. Yeah. I just love the 90s genre. Like, oh, yeah. I love the 90s era for music. I think it was one of the best decades for music, and there could be a huge debate, I'm sure, about which decade was the best decade for music. But 90s was my prime, you know what I mean? Mm. I, like, that was the age where I really started to discover music. Music became my life. I was constantly going to concerts, and just, like, music takes me back. Like, so when I when I pop on, like, a 90s station on Spotify or whatever, I hear a song will come on, and I will remember exactly where I was when I heard it live for the first time wow. or, or where I was the, the time, first time I heard it on the radio. And, like, it, like music has a tendency to, for me like kick in memories, yeah. you know, kind of like smell can do for people and stuff. It's music for me. And so nineties music was like the, my biggest thing. And I tried, I tried to, to, to not just put down music from the nineties, even though I was like really drawn to that. And so I was like, you know, I want to see if I can go back even further. And that's the song that came to mind when I kind of thought of like older songs. I admire that. I like that you did that. That's cool. Save the music talk. We got to do a music podcast because <laughs> you're absolutely right. Because you got me. We can't talk about lyrics without talking well, about know. the impact of music well, I in duh, general. But I mean, yeah, you're right. But 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 music in general, that's its own topic, man. Like I, I remember where I was the first time I heard Papa Roach. Cut my life into oh pieces. I remember exactly where I was at. I could literally take you to the store and where I was standing and what I was doing and tell you about the time of day it was. Yeah. Because we were, it was at Costco, we were closing up, and that song came on, and it was one of the rare occasions, super rare, where I loved a song the very first moment I heard it. That's like never the case. Nah, yeah, Ever, yeah, it takes dude. A bit. yeah. And I was just like, I turned to this girl, I worked with them all. Are you listening to this? This is amazing. She's like, it is. And I just ran to the phone and I called the radio station because like, who is this band? This is back before, you know, internet pretty much. And uh, and I I should save it for the music podcast. But I ran to the, the and I was just like, what is this band? And the guy's like, dude, we get a lot of people calling about this song, man. It's a brand new band called Papa Roach. I'm all, that name sucks. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, it's weird, right? I was like, but the song is awesome. He's like, I know, I love it. It's a total jam. <laughs> and I just I thought it was just such a cool song. All right, let's move on. All right. All right, so. We may get to the point to where you're going to have to do multiple in a row since I am not as prepared as you. That's fine. That's fine, man. Um, okay, so I did Bare Naked Lady. I actually didn't bring a whole lot, but uh, I brought some good ones here. Okay, so, okay. So, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to go I'm gonna go to Eminem now. Okay. Okay, now this one... This song is called 25 to Life. And this is such an unbelievably clever song because where I was talking about a double entendre, did we just lose the center camera? The center camera battery. There it goes. Died. Bye, center camera. Bye. Bye. Um, bye. Let's see, if, let's see if the dog show comes on the TV again. Oh, <laughs> bye. All uh, right. So 25 to Life, this song, uh, so... There's double entendres, but then there's like a different version of it where the whole entire song is not a double entendre. The whole entire song is a metaphor and it is, it takes you on a journey that's so convincing 
that you think you're right there with Eminem the whole this is the thing about Marshall Mathers that I don't think he gets enough credit for and I think he gets a lot of credit and I don't think he gets enough I don't think he gets enough credit for what a poet he is like a, like he is so yeah. clever he is so he is he is supernatural with his understanding of not just rhythms and how to execute you know um, rhythms in general and rhyming but he's so creative with the words themselves so the song is called 25 to life and the whole entire song he's he's complaining about he's complaining about his his um his his wife or his ex ex-wife or ex-girlfriend or whatever in regards to listen I'm working here you know what I mean I'm trying to work and wait you get jealous cuz I got to go to work you get you know like he's just complaining the whole time the whole song is about him just like it's like a prison sentence being married to you like that's <laughs> kind of like what he's sort of saying right and some of the lyrics are, let's see, um, he says, you don't think I'm loyal? All I do is rap. Like, yeah, all I do, when I'm not here, I'm just rapping. That's it. Like, you don't think I'm loyal? Like, I'm not out with another girl is what he's saying, right? He says, you don't think I'm loyal? All I do is rap. How can I moonlight on the side? I have no life outside of that. Don't I give you enough of my time? You don't think so, do you? Jealous when I spend time with the girls. Why am I married to you still? Right. Meaning, oh, yeah, I got a posse. All right. Yes. I, I work. I'm famous. I, there's, there's girls that follow around. You know what I mean? Just be cool with it. Like he's just like, <laughs> so the song goes on and 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 on. It goes on. He's just complaining about the whole time until the very last line. And he just kicks you right in the nuts. And he he's like, you, you weren't with me the whole time. You weren't paying attention. And the very last line is this. Um, he says, I guess I'm a mess cursed and blessed, but this time I ain't changing my mind. I'm climbing out of this abyss. You're screaming as I walk out that I'll be missed. But when you spoke of people who meant the most to you, you left me off your list. F you hip hop. I'm leaving you. My life sentence is served, bitch. And I'm like, whoa. And I was like, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. The first time I heard it, and we went back them all. No. So then I went back through the whole song. Let's go back to the lyrics I just read you. By the way, I could, if I read the whole thing, we'd be here for 30 minutes because it's so many yeah. words. And he says, don't think I'm loyal. All I do is rap. He's talking to hip hop. Yeah. Like as, in, what, am I not giving you enough? And he says, I have no life outside of that. When he says, you're jealous when I spend time with the girls, he's talking about his, his wife and daughter. Yeah, wow. You know what I mean? Well, you're jealous when I spend time with my family. Like I can't, how much do I have to give to you? So the 25 to life is the prison sentence of what it is to be at that level of an artist. And the whole mm. thing, like you think he's complaining to his wife and his daughter, like I'm doing this for you. But at the end, he's like, no, no, I would never complain about that. I'm, I'm complaining to hip hop. You're taking everything from me. I need to, I want to be with my family. Yeah. You know, it's just like that. And that's, that's Eminem. That's good. That's Eminem, dude. That's it's good. like, it's I, I so remember, good. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, it's so powerful. And yeah. it's, and it, he, and what's funny is he says that last line and the song's over like 11 yeah. seconds later. Like you, yeah. you got to stick around because he really flips it in that very last line. <laughs> oh, that's a, who did I get? Oh, mm, here it is. This is one. I remember this was the one time in the song, in the lyrics where I was like, did I hear that right? Because I'm kind of confused because he's talking about his, his wife or whatever. He says, man, I don't know, but tonight I'm serving you with pay. That's what it is. Tonight I'm serving you with, with papers. I'm divorcing you. Go marry someone else and make him famous. Okay. That way I was like, what? Did he marry somebody who's famous? No, that's, I know. Like, no. What? Yeah. Like, that's when I was confused. Yeah. Like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. But my brain's like, oh, let it go. Just let it yeah, go. Like, you just move past Yeah, it. but then that's he's fine. talking. No, I'm talking to hip hop. I'm serving you with papers. I'm divorcing you. Go marry that. someone else and make yeah. him famous. I'm done. You know what I mean? Like it was just, it was so clever, man. Yeah, but he wasn't actually done. No, he was because he's too good to be done. Yeah. Come on. He wasn't. But, I don't, so that, that's like, he, he wasn't when quitting. that happens, you're like, oh, no, Eminem, don't stop. <laughs> oh, well, he does that a lot. Say goodbye to Hollywood. He does that a yeah. lot. But, but he also, but the thing is, I don't think he was done. I think he was quite literally, we're just, we're doing it on my 
command. We're doing what I want to do. If I want to make music, I'll do it. You know, mm-hmm. and I, know, I, of course, I don't know what the actual truth is, but I think that's what it was. He was basically saying, we're just, we're going to do it how I want to do it, or we're not doing it at all. I'm not going to jump at your every whim from this point on. I'm not doing it. That's what I yeah. think he was saying. Yeah. All right. I'm going to flip the script a little bit here. Do it. Okay. So you, you remember when you were like in school and you pass notes and stuff and trying to like get girlfriends by like sweet talking them and stuff and maybe make a little poem or something. Mm-hmm. I was terrible at it. I, <laughs> I was never good. I was never good at it. Um, so looking back now, what I wish I had was a ghostwriter that I could just hire to write those like little love letters for me. And I know the perfect person. I know exactly who I would hire. Who? John Legend. <laughs> that dude has the ability to write the best like love letter lyrics. Would you at least, if you could have done that, would you at least tell them you didn't write it? I got to know. Are you going to play that <laughs> off like it's yours, you fraud? <laughs> all right. No, that was all just amused to uh, get into to John Legend's lyrics as far as like, they are just like, uh, I don't know if I don't know how him and Chris Christy Chrissy Teigen I don't know how they know. met and got together um, but I, I I imagine that she just like paid attention to some of his lyrics and then fell in love with him. okay you know what I mean because he's he's that good so let me just let me just find a, a little snippet uh, of this okay uh, what song is this all of you all of you is one of the one of the good ones that's just really mushy uh, he says how many times do I have to tell you even when you're crying you're beautiful too. The world is beating you down. I'm all I'm I'm around through every mood. You're my downfall, you're my muse, my worst distraction, my rhythm and blues. I can't stop singing. It's ringing in my head for you. That's good. Is dude, his his the way he the way he is with words. It's just like how could you not melt? You know what I mean? If if he came up on any anyone and like he come up on me and I'd be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. That whole song. I mean, I I'm not gonna sing the whole song or anything, but um, you know what it is. Like, uh, love your curves and all your edges, all your perfect imperfections. Uh, give your all to me. I'll give my all to you. It's just, just it's just so like, it, it's one of those things. It's like I could see like uh, that being like uh, the first dance at a wedding. For a lot of couples, just you know what I mean, like that yeah. being their love song and stuff. Yeah, it's it's really good. I I just wanted to get a little mushy after talking. Yeah, about that's it. good. I figured you know after Eminem, we had to you know like talk about love songs. I had a we had an assignment when I was in high school. Was high school or junior high? I don't remember. Um, we had an assignment where we had to write. We had to write poetry that was supposed to, um, and we had to read it in front of the class, and it was supposed to be designed to draw an emotional. Emo- like an emotional charge, like like pretty much inspire an emotional charge in everybody mm. listening. <laughs> I don't remember what I wrote, but I wrote something. It was specifically about like this girl I was crushing on at the time. This is, you know, a trillion years ago. Um, and I was, I don't remember, I don't remember what I wrote, but the very, the last two lines were it was like, the whole thing was about how she was this person who was just like everything, everything about her was, was, uh, was very compelling. Was, you know, I wrote it in a, a good fashion, but Last two lines were like something of, I don't remember what it was, but his last two lines were, and as of from here on out, I'll stay distraught as my eyes seek yours, but yours do not. And that, and that was me like yielding. Okay, I'm, I can't, it's not going to happen. Anyways, that's what I wrote. And it was something to that effect. And all the girls were all, oh, and this guy in the class is all, did you get a call that denied? 
was so funny, dude. You got to call that denied. Oh, my gosh. Way, so to, way to break the moment. No, it was, well, but it got people to feel. You know yeah. what I mean? That's what it was. It got people to feel. All right. So I did 25 yeah. to life. Now I'm going to do. So I have two more, but I'm going to do a more serious one before oh, I do. Good. Me too. Before I do a light one. What? All right. No, well, let's go your serious one to my serious one. Let's see who's. Who's more serious? Yeah. Let's yeah. see how many people we can get to cry today. <laughs> no, this is not that. This is a whole new level because it's Tool. Okay. So, all right. This one is, uh, uh, you know, when we were doing our pre-show, which, by the way, it, it's, oh. it'd be worth talking about. I'm going to look at this camera. Um, in the last podcast, we talked about this. We just started a new Glimpse.me thing. And if you come and you just want to be a part of this community, we're doing this awesome thing to where we are doing a pre-show, live pre-show with everybody uh, as we're setting up and answering questions and all that. So it's like kind of live stream type feel for it. And it's over at glimpse.me slash Yeah. Yeah. So get, if you want to go check that out, it's actually really, really cool. And it turns out we just, it was our first one this morning where we were filming two podcasts today. Uh, so it's our three podcasts today. It was our first time trying this. So we ran into some technical difficulties, but uh, what was the commonality is that it was just super fun. Yeah. It was super fun, right? Yeah. It's like if you've ever wanted to have the experience of just being like a fly on the wall or uh, no, we more than a fly in the wall because they're, they're ta- you're typing. Yeah, we're talking back and forth. You, you can know? be like, a fly if you want. Yeah. We, could- we have chat up on the TV and we're setting up the podcast, dialing in the cameras and the lights and everything like that and getting yeah. ready to record. Uh, meanwhile, just chatting about what we're going to talk about on the podcast and seeing what they think about that and kind of, you know, showing off our, you know, how we do things to get ready for the podcast. So it's basically like you're hanging out in the room with us as, yeah. we're, as we're getting ready. We're, and we're joking and yeah. just, it was fun. Yeah, it was so fun. much fun. But during that, somebody typed a message asking me, what's your favorite tool song? And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh boy, that's, I mean, it, most people know tools, my favorite band and has yeah. been for a quarter of a century. And I, I don't kind of like tool. I love them. I don't, I can't, I can't, I can't pick a favorite, but there's so much, and it has to do with everything in their music. Uh, obviously, Danny Carey, the drummer, is my favorite drummer in the world, and it goes on and on. But they have a song called Writing Two, and I've talked about this song before, but it just, see, Maynard really goes after the weaknesses of mankind, and that's his gig. You know what yeah. I mean? And he's, it's not a high and mighty thing. He's, he admits he's part of it. He does. That's yeah. what Vicarious was about. You know, he... And he does this all the time. I love the way Maynard writes. And in writing too, he's quite literally talking about like, boy, we, we have a lot of evolving to do is, is what it feels like to me. And so what he says is that the opening lines is uh, angels on the sideline right there, right there. First thing he does, first thing he does is he goes to a divine place, mm-hmm. angels on the sideline, and he uses the word sideline as in they're spectators. Mm-hmm. That right away we know that there's angels just watching. That's what he's talking about. Angels on the sideline, puzzled and amused. So right then and there, those two lines, you have angels who are spectators, they're watching us, and they're going, what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right, in two <laughs> he, lines. He paints a, a picture. Like, yeah, right, like in two lines, right? right so angels on the sideline, puzzled and amused. And, they, and then now he becomes the angels. Why did father give these humans free will? Now they're all confused. Like he's quite literally saying that the angels are like, they're, they don't know how to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So angels on the sidelines, puzzled and amused. Why did father give these humans free will? Now they're all confused. And it goes on and it says, don't these talking monkeys know that Eden has enough to go around? Plenty in this holy garden, silly monkeys, where there's one you're bound to divide it right into. 
Meaning any time you guys find some kind of, you, like I'm watching and you're coming together. Look at this. All these people coming together. You're getting unity. And now there's a war. You're, you're split. And now you have two factions. Okay. Well, I guess maybe this faction's coming together and they're Now you guys split. What's happening? Like any time that you guys are, that there's one, you, you cut it right in two. That's what he's saying. Right. And so he goes on again. It says again, angels on the sideline, baffled and confused. Father, bless them all with reason. And this is what they choose. Like, this is what he's saying again. He's like, he, he actually gave them the ability to logic things through, to reason things out. And then you did this. <laughs> you came up with the quickest way to kill somebody. Like what, what yeah. are you doing? Like, it's, it's very, very fascinating to me. And he goes on, he talks more about it. Um, he says, monkey, killing monkey, killing monkey over pieces of the ground. Silly monkeys, give them thumbs, they forge a blade, and where there's one, they're bound to divide it right in two. And, he's, and it's like, this is like, he personified angels. And to a point to where he gave them human characteristics in regards to they themselves were scratching their heads going, what are they doing? doing yeah. you know and that's yeah. what that's what writing two is and that's why i love tools so much because their song their songs are like a web every song is loosely connected to another song to the point where he has certain songs that start off with a certain story and it finishes in another song that's in a different band he's in right like he's done this before yeah. he's had he's had crossover uh from tool to uh, a perfect circle and so here you have this there's a whole song called schism that's quite literally about like schism is when a religion splits into two mm -hmm. and in or, or splits off into a different one like another uh, denomination i think it's called that schism is exactly that you know what i mean like that's mm -hmm. so here he's talking on kind of a higher level a more divine level and then he and then schisms quite literally he's like the the leading lyrics in schism is i know the pieces fit He's talking about all the different religions. If you go, if you keep her one in the clock, it all goes back, goes back, goes back. Yeah. I know that it's just a bunch of puzzle pieces that, that come together for the same purpose. This is kind of what he's saying. So this one just is, Such I just love so it, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. You gotta, I don't know if, if people don't like tool. I'm what, uh, <laughs> dude, when it goes, I don't know if everybody knows the story, but you know, um, tool for the longest time, they did not want their music on like Spotify. They didn't and want stuff. a digital. Yeah, yeah. They didn't want a digital at all. And, um, the reason why Maynard, uh, at least gave his reason why that was is because he want he viewed the albums as a work of art that needed to be listened to from start to finish because the, you were talking about the way things stitch together mm -hmm. the albums that were designed to be an entire um like soundtrack basically yep. that has to be listened to from the very first second to the very last second yep. and not split into chunks and rearranged in any sort of way yeah so now I still think of that, like, cause I do listen to them. They are on Spotify now, you know, um, and, and I do listen to them, but I, if I listen to tool, I try to do this, do it like he wants us to do it. I try to pull up the whole album, listen to it, start to finish. I don't let it shuffle. I don't pick just the popular songs or one by one. I, I listen to the whole album from yeah. start to finish. Cause that's the way he so wanted that's the to way it's intended it. to be done. Yeah. It, it's to the point to where the ends of many songs are literally the intros to the next. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. why sometimes when you try to go play the digital, cause they are digital now. And if you try to go play, or even back in the day, if you had a CD and you like, you know, chose a song, next track, yeah. you're going to hear the tail end of the previous one. And one of the most famous ones is if you go into 46 and two, it, the, the, the opening lick is, you know, boom, boom, do, 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 do. But a 10th of a second before that, it goes, shh, because it goes, shong, dong, doo, doo, doo. so <laughs> so anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, put on 46 and 2, and you're going to hear, shong, dong, doo, 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 doo. so why that, sh and the reason is because the track before that is like 47 seconds of just, yeah. and you're like, what is it? They do a lot of that, but it's all intentional. 
And it took me years and years and years before I finally came up with my own theory as to what I think that is. I saw a video that explained 46 and two on an extremely, extremely clever level uh, that he's quite literally talking about. This is, it's like a chromosome thing in regards to what it's going to take for mankind to evolve into what's next for us. Right. And it's a, the chromo, it's a chromosome, 46 two is a chromosome count. I think 46 in, I think 46 and zero is like Aborigines and 46 and one is where we are now. And 46 and two is the next step. Do not quote me on any of that. I'm, I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. But the bottom line is this. The whole song is about chasing like your id or your ego or something like that, getting, finding out who you really are. And the shadow of you is deep beneath the surface. So what we're all seeing all the time is just the surface us, right? Just the skin of us. So that's all we're seeing. We're inside. There's the shadow, mm -hmm. the, the real you, right? That's why he said, I feel the shadow stretching up and over me, that consuming me. I'm, if you can move even past the shadow, you're getting down to your id. You're getting down to understanding a part of yourself that you've never been introduced to right now. For the record, I'm kind of butchering this, but this is uh, the gist of it. The thing is, if you if you watch this video, that that graphic that's used to explain this, it looks like a record. So the center's the id, then the shadows out of that, and and I'm, I'm at, and then it goes on and on out to the the ego and all that, and then there's mm -hmm. the surface level. Well, it looks like a record. Well, anybody who doesn't understand or recall old vinyls, when the record finished and that needle was on the outside, it was just, yeah, it was just doing that, and yeah. that was I think his way of saying. That we're just circling. On the we're just we're just staying yeah. on the surface, and then it goes right into forty six and two. Dude, I I I listened to that song thousands of times over twenty years, and when it hit me like that realization, it hit me like a truck. And it and and I didn't I wasn't gonna happen unless I had seen this other video where somebody did a great job explaining what forty six and two is about. I mean, a really good job. And once I saw that, I'm like, that's why that first track is that record. <laughs> like it's that's who Tool is. So yeah. so people ask me, you know, why is Tool your your favorite band? I'm like, well, how much time do you have? You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's it's they're not they're not a, they're not just a band. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is this. Ah, oh, I could go on and on. We could do a pool a tool podcast. Yeah, because talk about yeah, this too. We went into forty six and two, and that's not even what we. No, it's not. Yeah, no, we were talking. Yeah, with. sorry. So see, we this went is, there anyway. This like, is why you, I don't listen to Tool while stop. I'm driving because I'll drive right off the road. <laughs> <laughs> right. Dude. How did I end up in California? Why am I in the ocean? Yeah. Oh, uh, you're just still going. Oh man. Okay. Well. Okay. When you said like heavy, I was I was thinking uh, differently, like more uh, more of a like a sadness oh, to okay. the lyrics. So I guess I got a different. Uh, in fact, the the song I wanted to talk about is actually titled "Heavy" by Lincoln Park. Oh, good one! Yeah, uh, and unfortunately, the timing of the whole thing—you know—we all know yeah. the lead singer uh, committed suicide, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. It, so then, when that happened, and it was kind of like known, you know, that 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 happened, and, and then you hear this song come out, knowing that. And knowing his struggles that he went through, obviously, that led to uh, him taking his own life. These lyrics hit hard, like really hard. Now listen to this. Um, here's the lyrics. I don't like my mind right now. Stacking up problems that are so unnecessary. Wish that I could slow things down. I want to let go. But there's comfort in the panic. And I drive myself crazy thinking about thinking everything's about me. Yeah, I drive myself crazy because I can't escape the gravity. Ugh. Now, how much harder did those hit now knowing yeah. the mind, the, the state of mind he was in when, when he wrote those? And that's what I think every time I hear this song. This song is so beautiful. It is such a beautiful song. But then when you like look at the lyrics and you're like, the writing's right there. What he was going through, he wrote on paper, on paper and sang 
for people to hear. Yeah. And it's like, oh, so devastating that he didn't get the help that yeah. he needed, you know? It's, he was, it was like a cry for help in his own lyrics. Yes, exactly. Oh, Sorry if I ruined that song yeah. for anybody. Yeah, you ruined my day. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I was talking about. I was like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I picked that song because I, I remember like, just listening to it. And like I said, I don't typically listen to lyrics when I listen to songs. And I'm just like, you know, you know, it gets to the the chorus, I'm holding on, you know, and it's just like, man, it's such a beautiful song. And then and I finally like dug in the lyrics. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of struggles in here that I think people can relate to. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh stacking up problems that are so unnecessary, I do that constantly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like uh, I, sometimes I, I fight battles in my mind that are never going to actually happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, stressing over things that aren't even about me. And I, it's just like, dang, man, he, he laid it out there for everybody to see and put his heart into it and, and where he was uh, at mentally. That's, that's brutal. Yeah, man. it was a brutal one. It was a brutal one, but it's such a beautiful song. And I, I, I love Lincoln Park. I've always, I've always liked Lincoln Park so much. So obviously, you know that that situation devastated me to when that happened. But anyway, that was yeah, it. Sorry, I'm in such a downer, yeah. Debbie Downer over Podcast here. Podcast over. Bye. <laughs> All right, so I got one more. That was a joke. Uh, one more, and this is gonna this is gonna lighten it up. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good. Yeah. Good. I was gonna do that too. We're on the same. We're 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 marching down the same road here. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We're trying to figure out how to bring it down, then bring it back up. My next one's gonna do that too. Uh, okay. So here's the deal. This one is. This is like I'm not a real country fan. I don't listen to a lot of country, and there's nothing wrong with it. I just typically I'm not. Yeah. I don't gravitate towards country, but every once in a while, this song just gets me and. More than more often than not, unless it's Garth Brooks, which I love almost everything he did. Um, more often than not, it's it's the lyrics because because I will give that to country. They have a lot of really really good. Yeah, lyrics. I mean they're 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 more known to be telling stories. Correct, a hundred percent. Through yeah. their songs, they can get you yeah. to connect right. And so this is from Trisha Yearwood, and I've talked about this. This is called "She's in Love with the Boy." And I just like this one because it's such a um, take that. You know what I mean? It's like such a but but like take that as in it's kind of a, a addition it to somebody, but the somebody you're dishing it to, you're also dishing it like, this is how awesome you are. You know what I mean? But uh, take that. So the whole premise is basically a guy, a, a young boy is, is courting a, a girl. Uh, they're probably, if I had to guess, they're probably like late teens, right? Maybe 17, 18, 19, maybe early twenties. I don't know. And the dad does not, you know, the, 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 the dad of the daughter is just not, this guy's an idiot. You know what I mean? That's his whole thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. So his, his line that he says, um, uh, bah, 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 he's, he, uh, her daddy says he ain't worth a lick when it comes to brains. He got the short end of the stick. Okay. And, but Katie's young and man, she just don't care. She'll follow Tommy anywhere. Tommy's the boy. Katie's the daughter. Right. So what's happening is the dad's like, this, this kid's an idiot. You know what I mean? And so, but the, but the, and the mom's like, would you just chill out? Just let them do their thing. Right. And it goes on another rhyme of them hanging out. And the guy's, this guy's an idiot. He got, you know, he's got no brains. And the song ends with, uh, it, the song ends with the mom saying to the dad, my daddy said you wasn't worth a lick. When it came to brains, you got the short end of the stick, but he was wrong. And honey, you are too. Katie looks at Tommy the way I still look at you. That line, I got goosebumps underneath my sweater. <laughs> I remember the first time I heard it, I'm like, oh my gosh, she found a way to tell him, would you shut up and remind him? Like, yeah. like you're, you're, I love you. Like, you're awesome. Just let this, let it, let's let this be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a, 
there's a degree of, I mean, if it's a real troublemaker, but the, yeah. it's, it's acting like a, I think about it all the time, like who I was uh, when I was younger. Yeah. God, I was what, so stupid. I was so stupid. And what did your wife's parents think of you? Then? Oh God. Yeah. I don't know how they didn't just say, get, get away from my daughter, yeah. which is what they was likely what I would have done. And, you know yeah, what I mean? And, but now, uh, they, now they're like, no, no they're like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you've matured a little bit. Oh, a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, not much. Not, not all the way. <laughs> not all the way. Oh yeah. man. All right. Well, I don't care to admit this too much, but I, I actually, I, you know me, I, I'm like really cognizant of how much time I, I spend on things. Like I, I try to like really be efficient with my time and, and, uh, but I, I actually have one thing that I've like wasted a lot of time on and I don't like to, to talk about it or admit it too much, but, um, I've spent countless hours trying to figure out what exactly is going on in the body shop. <laughs> yeah. Sam Smith and uh, Kim Petrus, like they've ruined my life. What are you talking? Because I just, I, I, I really, really need to know what the heck is going on in the body shop. What are you talking it's about? Just, I, I, like they won't say it. All right, here it is. Here it is. Uh, mummy, don't know daddy's getting hot at the body shop doing something unholy. He sat back while she's dropping it. She be popping it. Yeah, she put it down slowly. I think you're saying really like explicit stuff right now. <laughs> like I do. I think like I think I might have to cut this out. I don't know. I think because I don't think because I'm with you. I don't understand it. But I think like you read it as in I don't understand these lyrics. And I think that uh, to the to the people that do understand it, they're like, he doesn't know what he's saying right now. That's what I'm they're kind getting of, it. They're getting it on in the body shop. That, that, they're getting it on in the body shop. Yeah, but like. Like, I don't know that, that I don't think I, I, what song is this? It's unholy. And who's it by? Sam Smith and, and Kim Petrus. That, that's the, that was the joke. I know. I understand it, but I don't get it. Obviously like, I, they're doing naughty stuff in the body shops. Kids. Okay. So you did know the whole time yeah. what they were doing. Okay. Very good. And I think it's fine. I, of course it is. Okay. Very well. Here's the deal. Though. But oh, quite. Quite okay, that's fine. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, we're got we're good. But I was like, but I don't know what kind of picture was just painted other than just two people getting together and more of like a whoa, that got really um really direct, mm. but not direct unless you understand. Dropping it and popping it. You stop saying it. That's not that's not PG enough for you. You can drop an F bomb on the podcast, but I can't say dropping it and popping I, it. I bleeped it out. I can't just have a big old like uh broadcaster this is a this is a test oh uh, seriously though uh the body shop you know what actually it's a really good song if you listen to it i, I feel it, like i'm trying a, to conjure up the melody but mommy don't know daddy's getting oh, hot I love that. at the body shop doing something unholy yeah it's a good song dude it's a really good song i'll admit i've never actually listened to those lyrics yeah but the no, song it's, it's, i love it's funny though like like yeah they start talking about the, the dirty stuff going on at the body shop and you're just like wow <laughs> All right, what, what, what body shop interesting okay. okay we're gonna we have another podcast to record but we're gonna put that on after this i want to i want to hear it now yeah i've never song. paid attention to those lyrics yeah but i love that melody like the oh, like yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. song the itself the beat's amazing yes the song itself yeah. is awesome wow interesting <laughs> all right we lost our center camera so you take us out all right no i'll do it no, you go ahead. I'll look at. No way, I'll, I'll, I'll look right at okay, the center of the camera. You just you just did a thing in the cut where you cut to you, then you cut to me, then you cut to you. You right? don't know. Maybe oh, I did it the I opposite. Exactly so it's super you, confusing. How you work? 
He doesn't know anything. He thinks the camera's on me right now. It's actually on him. You're uh, watching him giggle. <laughs> oh, you go. I'm going to deadpan the rest. No. <laughs> no. Uh, another, another fun one. Uh, yeah, I knew, I knew that you were going to dig into to, to the lyrics and like really get nuanced with it. Um, but I had fun anyway. Oh, yeah, of course. Dude. <laughs> I had fun anyway. I, I, like, I, I like thinking about these kind of things, you know, like oh, actually yeah. like forcing your brain to go there and see what the artist was actually like trying to get across, you know, as opposed to just being that like casual listener that's just there for the pop the pop melody that's going to make you feel a certain way. Like I said, I, I think we can do a full podcast on uh, the power of music just instead music. of just lyric analysis. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like I, I caught that, I caught that early and maybe I didn't quite uh, know that's how you wanted to keep it. But yeah, as far as like the emotions and uh, where music can take you on a, on an emotional journey and, uh, and, drum up memories and things like that. Like, yep. I think that could be a, a real fun one as well. So maybe we'll put that in the, in the bank, but yeah, it was a, it was a fun one. So Thanks, everybody, for joining once again, and we'll see you next time. Bye.